how many resumes have you sent out without receiving a single response from an actual human? Does it feel like you're constantly sending your resume and your links to your portfolio into an HR black hole? It might be time to change your strategy. So stick around and learn why it might be time for you to stop applying to jobs and start connecting with people. What's up, UX fam? How's your mom and them? Welcome to another episode of Beyond UX Design. I'm Jeremy. If you're new here, welcome to the show. I'm super stoked to have you. If you haven't done it already, consider liking, subscribing, following, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are a regular here, you feel like you're getting something out of the show, I would really appreciate you leaving a five-star review. You got to feed that algorithm. You know how they do. That'll help me more than you can imagine. And of course, if you think this show is worth sharing, well, then share it. For the love of God, tell some friends. So you're sending out a bunch of applications and you're getting nothing. Silence. Not a single response. You may be starting to wonder, what might be wrong with your portfolio? Maybe your case studies aren't as impressive as you thought. Maybe you don't have that fancy design degree everybody else has. So you're getting overlooked by more talented and experienced designers. I have some good news. The good news is that I bet it isn't any of those things. I bet you're a real design badass. That's what I think. I think it's your job hunting strategy that might need some tweaking. So today, I'm going to offer some insights into how you can really up your job hunting game and start getting callbacks from actual human beings. So just to be clear, what I'm about to talk about in this episode is not going to guarantee you a job. But what I can be pretty confident about is that what I'm about to talk to you about will at the very least get you a foot in the door. It'll at least get you a human to talk to. How you handle yourself in an interview, how you talk about your work, how you handle a whiteboard design challenge, whatever, all those things, that will be what finally helps you to land the job, but this will get your foot in the door. So I'm willing to bet your portfolio is fine, your resume is fine, your understanding of UX methods, your understanding of rules, whatever, it's totally fine. You just have to get a human involved to help move the process forward. That's the problem. And unfortunately for most candidates, it's really hard to get the part where you talk to a human. The problem is that in the industry today, it's a fact, most big companies used ATS bots to sort through all the applicants that they get, applicant tracking systems. Some sources I've read say up to 75% of most applications are just tossed away before a human actually sees them. 75%. This is most likely the reason you're sending off hundreds of resumes and you're never hearing anything back. Now, there are definitely tips on how to beat those bots by tweaking your resume. We're not talking about those today. But today, we're talking about how to avoid the ATS bots altogether. We can talk about resume tips another time. Combine that with this method. Boom, you're set. The best way to avoid the ATS bots is to simply stop applying for jobs. That's right. I said it. Stop applying to every random job out there that might seem even remotely close to the job that you want. Sending hundreds of cold applications on job hunting sites is a total waste of your time. It's clearly not working. If you sent out hundreds of resumes and you haven't gotten anything back, why do you keep doing it? Stop. Stop doing it. I've seen people on LinkedIn. I've seen people do this, my own two eyes, lamenting that they have applied to hundreds or sometimes thousands of jobs online and have never heard back from a single recruiter. Why would you continue to do this to yourself over and over and over again? This mass application approach is likely the reason 
you're never making it past the bots. Remember, 75% of resumes are tossed without a second look. And I'm willing to bet that almost all the hundreds or the thousands of the resumes that those people on LinkedIn are sending are part of that 75%. So let's talk about some tactics you can use to avoid the bots altogether. Just go around them. You don't need them. They don't like you. You don't like them. Why are you trying to fight? When I see people on LinkedIn lamenting they've applied to hundreds of jobs and they've never heard anything back, the first thing that I ask myself is how many people have you tried to talk to? We're going to talk about some tips here. And for the most part, this method requires engaging with humans. Okay. I want that to be very clear. You're going to go out, you're going to find humans. You're going to try to have a one-on-one. You're going to try to connect, whether that's through email, phone, video call, coffee, in person. I don't care. The point here is to find a human, get in touch with them in some way and have a conversation. So there's a few things to keep in mind when this comes to this approach, right? The message is super important. Two, job hunting is a job. Okay. Treat it like a job. This is not a secondary thing. Treat it like a job. Number three, find an industry you're passionate about and focus there. Number four, find a leader and a design team that you respect and focus there. Number five, don't overlook the smaller and mid-sized companies, okay? Number six, take advantage of social networks, meetups, other networking tools, organizations, things like that, right? So first, the message. Let's talk about that. Before we hop into who we'll be reaching out to, and how we're going to do it, let's talk about what we're doing and why. So remember, the point of this tactic is to bypass the bots and directly connect with the human. And that means you'll have to find humans (laughs) to reach out to them directly. You're going to introduce yourself. You're going to try to set up some time to talk on the phone, video, in person, right? If they're local, go coffee. Uh, If you're going to use this opportunity to talk about yourselves, talk about why you're reaching out and what you want to get out of the call right? Be very explicit about that. Maybe you're interested in applying for a specific role that they have open and you want to talk about that role. Maybe it's a future opportunity that doesn't exist yet and you want to talk about that. If you're more junior, talk about what skills they're looking for for that particular role so that you can start to think about what skills you're missing, right? If you're more senior, maybe use this as an opportunity to sell your skill set, how it matches what the company's doing. So once you get the conversation, here's the things you want to talk about. What you want to do is let them know that you're interested in working for them or their company and you want to find out what the culture's like. If you're career shifting or you're just starting out, ask what kind of skill sets they're hoping to see in a candidate, right? Ask what they look for when they hire. Ask if they do design challenges. Ask how they prefer to have you review your work during an interview. Is it a deck, website, whatever? Ask what a typical day is like, what the CEO's leadership style is like. What's the leadership like in general? Is it top down? Is it more flat? Do the people on the bottom have a chance to influence people at the top? Ask questions about the leadership styles. Ask about work-life balance, psychological safety, growth opportunities, education opportunities, whatever it is that you're worried about. Ask in these conversations, okay? If you aren't sure if you would qualify, find out what you need to do to qualify. What skills are you missing? I think a good way to look at this whole conversation is to kind of treat it like a phone screen for them. Do you get a good feeling about the company? Is it even worth spending your time trying to get a job there, going through the whole process of applying and interviewing? Do you get the sense this company is a good fit for you? Do you really want to work there? So in general, what you want to do is build a friendly rapport, give them an idea of what it would be like to work with you. Would you make a good teammate? Think of this as kind of a more informal pre-interview screening, like I said. If your resume ends up in front of them, they'll be able to say, oh yeah, we talked. I really like that person. Let's move them forward. And as you're probably coming to realize, the content of these specific calls can vary depending on your situation, who you talk to, all those things I listed. You don't want to ask them every single one of those questions. 
It might even vary depending on who you get a hold of. You might ask completely different questions with the head of design than you would with one of the senior designers or the junior designers even. I think you know best what you're hoping to get out of this. But if you aren't sure, hit me up, ADP list or wherever, LinkedIn. We can talk about it. I'm happy to talk to this with you. The point of these calls is to start building a relationship with some of these people. Remember that relationships are not one-sided. So it's important to not go into this call asking for something like an interview or asking for a referral or asking something like that. Go into these calls with an open mind, lots of questions, and I think you'll find that the process will often just kind of find its way. Now, if you make a good first impression, they may offer to send you a referral link to apply. Lots of times, companies will offer different perks for referral candidates. So like some companies might offer a cash bonus to employees who refer talent, so they might be more incentivized to do this. I've heard of some companies that will guarantee a phone screen, at the very least, for a referred candidate. So that means you're, you've already bypassed ATS bots. Congratulations. You just beat them, right? But please keep in mind that you don't want to just straight up ask them for a favor. You want to ask them for some time to chat. If they're local, you can meet up for a coffee, buy them a coffee or a beer. But don't just come out and say, hey, can you send me a referral link? Or hey, can you pass my resume along to the hiring manager? Do not do that. But also, it's really important to remember that some of these calls will go nowhere and some of the people may never respond which is why it's important to work on getting more than just one of these calls once a month or something, right? Shoot for getting a few of these calls on your calendar every week. That might mean you need to message several people each week, right? To account for the ones that aren't going to respond. Remember, this is like a job. Treat it like a job. This is a lot of work. Treat it like that. Now, lastly, when you're sending these messages, please don't copy and paste. Make sure this is something you are putting effort into. In the note, maybe make a comment about the company they work for, explain what it is you love about that company, why you wanted to reach out. You know, it's going to require a little bit of research and legwork on your end, right? I'm pretty sure you all know when you're getting a mass message sent to you on LinkedIn or email or something, people are generally pretty good about seeing through that kind of stuff. So don't do it, especially if they're at the same company. The last thing you want is two people at the same company. Like, oh, I got a, I got this message from Jim. Oh, me too. Oh, it's exactly the same. They put no effort. That's not going to impress anybody. It's not going to work, I promise. People will definitely be able to tell if you're putting no effort, and they will definitely be able to tell if you're putting extra work into this, I promise. So Janil Dalal, I don't know if you guys have heard his podcast, Design MBA Podcast. He has this really awesome advice on cold calling. Um, check out his episode on the Product Design Podcast where he talks about this. He talks about the way he does it. He has this like incredible tip where he records a quick loom message and he uses that when he's reaching out to some of these people. And I think it's brilliant. I'm willing to bet no one else, except for Janiel, obviously, is doing this. And I'm fairly sure this will get you noticed. Assuming you're putting some effort and sounding even remotely professional, I promise you'll stand out. All right, job hunting is a job. Treat it like a job. Obviously, everything I just said takes a lot of work. This is not simple. It's not fast, but it's definitely more effective than doing hundreds of cold applications every week. It's a lot of work. Yes, is it worth it? Definitely. The fact is that job hunting takes as much effort as a full-time job sometimes. So treat it like a full-time job. Put in the work if you want real results. Set yourself some quotas. Give yourself some deadlines. Set aside a specific number of hours every day. Now that said, you need to work smarter and not harder. Don't bother putting in all this effort for companies that you don't really want to work for. The key here is to not blast every single company that's hiring a UX designer with a generic copy and paste message. You're going to be having a lot of conversations with people. And since this involves a lot of effort on your part, you need to start being selective about who you're taking time to reach out to. 
Don't just send hundreds of messages to random people on LinkedIn or wherever or set up a time to talk with a bunch of people if you don't really want to work for them. So how do you know who to target? Well, this leads me into number three. Find an industry or a company that you're passionate about. Now, again, this strategy involves a lot of work on your part. You're treating it like a job. Don't waste your time on companies and industries you have no interest in working. If you're passionate about climate change, maybe you don't want to work for an oil company. If you're passionate about healthcare, maybe you don't want to work for a cigarette company. If you're passionate about democracy, maybe you don't want to work for Facebook. (laughs) Just saying. Find an industry you're passionate about and then find the companies that match your values and don't waste your time on companies that you don't respect. Are you passionate about enterprise UX design? You're really interested in healthcare? Maybe you're passionate about making investment opportunities accessible to more people. Whatever you're passionate about, start there. Find those companies that fit your passion. All right, now, number four, find a leader in the design team. Now, similar to finding the right industry in the company is finding the right leader and design team. You have a design leader in mind you want to work for? There might be someone who's written a bunch of books or they've done a lot of conference talks and you love what they have to say about whatever topic. Maybe their podcast you like to listen to, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe they have a YouTube channel. Maybe they're popular on Twitter, TikTok. I don't know. Whatever it is, connect with them. And I guarantee that if they aren't hiring now, at some point in the future, they will be hiring for a design team. And if you've already connected with them and you've had some conversations, guess who will be on the top of their mind when they open those roles? It won't be me because I've never talked to them. It'll be you. That's who. Now, I know this one might seem hard for some people, right? You might be thinking, oh, if they're really important design leaders, why would they want to talk to me? And I say, Maybe they won't. So what? Just do it. What's the worst thing that could happen? (laughs) They don't respond. I'm willing to bet if you use this method, it works more often than it doesn't. If they're really as good of a leader as you think they are, wouldn't you expect them to respond? And if they respond with some nasty or dismissive comment, doesn't that tell you a lot about what it would be like to work for them? You dodged a bullet. So just like finding a leader, find those design teams that you know do great work. Maybe there are some people you found online. Maybe there's some teams want some design awards or or something like that. Find out who those designers are. Connect with them somehow. The good thing about this strategy is that designers love to talk about their work. So use this to your advantage. I want to add a caveat to the last couple of points. I know a lot of people out there are probably listening and thinking, oh God, I could never do this. They may feel completely uncomfortable doing this and they may just want to practice And in that case, I would say send this out to anyone and everyone just to get comfortable doing it before you start targeting the specific people I mentioned, right? So if you're interested in healthcare, go shoot a bunch of emails to the cigarette companies. You you want to work for, you know, some kind of global uh, green nonprofit, go practice doing this on a bunch of oil companies you have no interest in working for. That might alleviate some of your anxiety around this. Just do whatever works for you. I'd also say you never know what these other companies are going to offer you, right? You never know. So it it can't hurt to practice. If you feel like you need to practice, please practice. Now, number five, don't overlook the smaller, lesser known companies. Don't just focus on these really well-known companies because everyone wants to work for those really well-known companies. That means competition will be really stiff. So sure, there are a lot of people want to work for Apple or Google or any of the FANG companies, but there are a lot of other companies out there that do amazing work And if you really have your heart set on Google or Apple or any of the fan companies, by all means, go for it. But I would encourage you to search out smaller companies that are not as well-known. They might still do great work. And contrary to popular belief, these big companies haven't gobbled up every single good designer. So you will find some awesome and talented design teams out there working for these smaller companies. You will likely still learn a whole lot working for a smaller company. And there's always added benefit that competition won't be nearly as high. 
opportunities to grow, but then that company might also be there. So don't overlook these smaller companies just because they aren't well-known. And keep in mind that today there are tons of remote opportunities out there, so don't limit yourself to one geographical area. Keep an eye out for companies in smaller markets too. You never know, right? All right, lastly, take advantage of social networks. In 2022, we have a unique opportunity to instantly connect with people all over the world. This is your opportunity. Take it. Use whatever social networks you're on to reach out to these people. Find these awesome leaders on LinkedIn, Twitter, Dribble, Behance, wherever they are. Connect with them. Take a chance. Send them a personal note. And use Jay Neal's loom trick. Please, stand out. Don't forget about in-person networks like local design meetups, you know, Friends of Figma whatever other kind of UX meetup, IXDA, Interaction Design Association, AIGA, whatever it is, local in-person gatherings, find those. They're really good too. Adobe does a lot in some of the larger cities. These are great opportunities, not just network professionally, but you might, you might make some good friends in real life too. Who knows? Again, I want to reiterate that this whole process is not fast. The point is not to be fast. The process may not get you a job overnight. You want to grow a blossoming relationship. And just like planting a fruit tree, that relationship might not bear fruit immediately. But if you make connections and you continue to nurture these relationships over time, it might not lead to anything today, but who knows where it'll lead in the future. If you keep these relationships up, you may end up getting a call a couple of years from now asking if you're interested in some new role. Just keep on this and do not give up. All right. So if you found that you're sending off resumes and never hearing a single thing back, it's likely because you're getting rejected by a bot before a human ever sees your resume Now remember, the single best way to avoid getting rejected by the ATS bots is to stop cold applying for jobs altogether and start connecting with humans. That's it. It's quality over quantity. When you start finding people to connect to, the interviews will not be far behind. All right, y'all, that's it for me for today. I hope to help give you some control back in this interview process. Have you tried any of these tips? How'd they work? Did it land you that dream job? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. If you liked what you heard today, remember, like, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you tell a friend. Make sure you leave a five-star review if you're getting something out of this. That helps way more than you know. And I hope you keep coming back for more great UX tips from Beyond UX Design. Until next time, I'll see you around. Take care, y'all.